0: Prepare to have your health questions answered here on Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley, owner of Binkley Healing Center in downtown Ventura. Now, here's Dr. Todd. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley, board-certified non-force doctor of chiropractic and practitioner of functional medicine. I identify conditions other doctors miss by doing tests that most doctors don't do often because your insurance company doesn't want to pay for them. They only want to pay for disease, treating disease when you already have it. If you want to prevent something or reverse it with a safe, effective, natural solution, then you're usually going to have to pay a little bit out of pocket and manage that yourself, with my help, I'm here to help. It does cost a little bit of money out of pocket, but a lot less than you probably think, especially when you factor in all of the costs involved when you are sick from work or, you know, lose time from work or just are debilitated. The factor in the cost of just not feeling like you should all the time, it's uh, a lot more affordable than you might imagine. So, today's topic is diabetes. After the holidays, everyone's been shoveling cookies, cakes, pies, all that sweet, wonderful stuff from the holidays. Here's a perfect time to learn why it's really important to not get diabetes in the first place. But also, if you have diabetes, you can often reverse it. I'm going to describe a case study here at the end of the show where a man was uh, severe severe diabetes at the point of requiring insulin. Been on metformin, oral medic, com, most common medication for diabetes for a long time, and it's getting worse. And he's about ready to be put on insulin. He doesn't want to end up having to inject himself with insulin for the rest of his life. So he came in, and I was able to completely reverse, almost completely eliminate his diabetes in four months. Why is it so important to know about diabetes? Well, diabetes causes a lot of problems. It damages high blood sugar resulting from diabetes, damages blood vessels and nerves throughout your body, and it starts on the ones that are the most sensitive or the smallest or the most distant from your heart, so your eyes, your kidneys, your feet. 5.3 million Americans have diabetic retinopathy. They basically are looking through these cloudy, splotchy, fogs that block their vision, up to 60%, over 60% of type 2 diabetics will eventually develop diabetic retinopathy. 21% have retinopathy at the time of diagnosis. It is neck and neck with macular degeneration as the leading cause of blindness, and over 8,000 people lose their sight from diabetes each year. How many people know someone who's had to have part of their foot, their toes or their foot amputated because of diabetes. 86,000, over 86,000, these are statistics from 10 years ago, uh, lose parts of their feet. Diabetics from foot amputation because diabetes causes uh, damage to the blood vessels and the nerves to the feet. And if you can't supply nutrients and can't feel when you're cutting or hurting your feet, you end up with ulcers that get infected and you end up having to have parts of your feet cut off. Not pretty. Up to 40% of type 2 diabetics suffer from kidney failure. And the time from when kidney damage first shows up to when your kidneys fail completely is usually about 5 to 7 years. So over half a million Americans have end-stage kidney disease and over 87,000 die each year. And over 100,000 are currently waiting for a transplant in this huge, fast-climbing incidence of diabetes has reduced the number of potential donors because so many people have diabetes that even when they die from some other cause, their kidneys aren't useful anymore to be donated to someone because they've been damaged by diabetes. Well, you may have heard you can just go on dialysis if your kidneys stop working well. Four hours a day, three times a week, strapped to a machine. It costs something like $25,000. A month, dialysis is not fun. Plus the diet. Here's the diet you have to do if you have to go on dialysis. Reduce fluid intake to avoid swelling. Avoid high potassium foods. And avoid high phosphorus foods. And eat as much protein you can. So basically eat a high protein, high carbohydrate diet with little vegetables, little fruit, and little dairy. How long do you think you're going to survive on a diet with no vegetables and a bunch of starch That's just going to make your diabetes worse, by the way. Not everybody ends up with this, but it's certainly a motivating factor for some people to take better care of themselves. Erectile dysfunction. Diabetes damages blood vessels and nerves throughout the body, including the ones that are necessary to have keep working to establish an erection. So if uh, someone you know is not... Uh, performing like they want to or should be, that is a sign of diabetes and a sign that they should get checked. 50% of men with diabetes will suffer from erectile dysfunction within 10 years of diagnosis. Long before you have kidney failure or blindness, one of the first signs of the nerve damage that diabetics notice is diabetic neuropathy, usually in the feet, pain, tingling, numbness in the arms, hand, legs, or feet. It's usually in the feet, you can also have muscle loss. It can contribute to carpal tunnel syndrome and plantar fasciitis. affect nerves anywhere in your body, causing indigestion or diarrhea, or difficulty swallowing, poor absorption of nutrients due to impaired blood flow to the intestines. And it can increase your risk of infections, especially the ear, nose, and throat, lungs, urinary tract, and the female reproductive organs. Nearly a third of diabetics will have severe periodontal disease, gum loss, eventually eventually resulting in loss of their teeth. And here's perhaps the scary one of all scariest one of all as you get older. Even mild diabetes, this is from the Journal of Neuropsychology, even mild diabetes, well controlled, impairs mental function. Diabetics diagnosed before sixty five have more than double the chance of developing Alzheimer's disease. It also increases your cancer risk. You're, more, you're 30% more likely to develop and die from cancer if you have diabetes. And because of the constant damage to blood vessels and impaired neuro, neuro, chem, neurochemical control of the blood vessels, it causes high blood pressure and damages the blood vessels themselves with all the inflammation that's caused by high blood sugar. So having diabetes dramatically increases your risks of heart disease, the number one cause of death, or even pre-diabetes. As research has shown that long-term damage to the heart and circulatory system is occurring during pre-diabetes, and you're 34% more likely to die from cardiovascular disease if you're just pre-diabetic. Well, half the U.S. population is pre-diabetic or diabetic. And the standard testing that most doctors do And the recommendations they make after they do those tests is sorely lacking. And the evidence of that is all around you. You know, 50% of Americans are pre-diabetic or have diabetes. And, you know, what's being done about that? Well, I'm going to explain to you what you can do about it if you'd like to avoid that fate. And it starts with the testing. So most doctors... Uh, diabetes, diagnose you with pre-diabetes and say we need to start monitoring this if your blood sugar is above 100, consistently above 100. And if your A1C test, which is a measure of your blood sugar levels up and down all day long over a three-month period, if your A1C is above 6, some labs are lowering that to 5.6. And if your A1C is above 6, definitely or possibly even if it's above 5.6, doctors will tell you you're pre-diabetic. If your A1C is above 6.5, that is a diagnosis of diabetes. If your fasting blood sugar, morning fasting blood sugar is above 125, that is also a diagnosis for diabetes. And that's when they'll start putting you on medication, usually metformin. And they put you on metformin for a while and you do nothing different. You don't change your diet. You don't exercise anymore. And eventually that stops working and they put you on more medications well, guess what? Guess how long that's going to work? How long do you you really think you're going to survive? What happens when you just take more insulin? You keep eating starch and sugar that spikes your blood sugar and you just keep taking more insulin to force it into muscle cells and fat cells. Well, let's start right there. And that's, that's insulin's job. It shoves sugar that you eat into fat cells and muscle cells. Well, if you're exercising Fine, have a Snickers bar before you go run a marathon. Your body's going to burn all that sugar immediately, no problem. But if you're not exercising, if you have a sedentary lifestyle like most Americans, and you just keep taking insulin to force sugar into fat cells and muscle cells, if you're not using your muscle cells, guess where it's all going? Into fat cells. Insulin makes you fat makes you fatter. That's not much fun. So if you're already diabetic and you're on medication for it, you're probably already aware of some of these problems. And if you want to reverse diabetes and get off of those medications, you usually can. If your glucose is, you know, not over three or 400 with the medications that you're already taking. And if you're not already on insulin, for almost always, you can reverse and completely eliminate it with better food, exercise, and supplements. Well, what if you're not diabetic, but you know a lot of people who are, maybe in your own family, and what if you're part of that huge percentage of the U.S. population who are pre-diabetic and don't know it? Well, number one, get checked, get your A1C levels checked and find out if they're above 5.6. That's included on every blood panel that I do. And more importantly, here's the big missing uh, factor from the way... Well, again, most doctors don't really practice prevention of any kind, but even the ones that say they do or or follow the standard guidelines by the American Diabetes Association, for example, they just say to check people's glucose levels and their A1C levels. And if it's prediabetes, tell them to eat a better diet and exercise a little bit more with no specific recommendations typically. And then wait till you have diabetes and give you medications to treat the diabetes. Well, here's the big missing from that. Here's what people should be testing. Everyone who wants to prevent diabetes should be doing another test. Everyone who wants to prevent diabetes should be getting their fasting insulin levels checked. Fasting insulin levels. So just like you fast before you get your fasting glucose levels checked first thing in the morning... If you don't eat for several hours and then get your insulin levels checked, your insulin level should be really low. But the medical range is roughly 2.5 to 25, which is ridiculous. Nobody's insulin, especially if they're not diabetic, no one's insulin should be 25. No one's insulin should be above 10. Many authors recommend it should be below 7 if you're not diabetic maybe even below 5, somewhere between 2.5 and 5, somewhere between 3 and 7. Different authorities recommend different ranges, but the bottom line is it should be way lower than the standard medical range and even lower than some functional practitioners recommend. Most functional medicine practitioners recommend that your your fasting insulin levels be maintained below 10. Personally, I think it would be better to maintain it closer to something below Seven Again, if you're not already diabetic, if you keep it that low when you're diabetic, um, that can be dangerous depending on what medications you're on. And fasting insulin levels, if you're already diabetic, is, is a test that is sometimes used by endocrinologists to see if your pancreas is still making any insulin at all. Because then you know you need to start taking it. If, it's your, if your fasting insulin is below 2.5, then you're pretty much going to become dependent on insulin because your pancreas isn't making any more, but you can identify the risk of becoming diabetic much earlier. If you test your fasting insulin levels and this test costs, I don't know, something like $11, $15, maybe it's very inexpensive. The only reason your fasting insulin levels go up is because you're eating too much grains, starch, and sugar. And doing that is eventually going to destroy destroy the insulin-producing cells in your pancreas. So if you identify this earlier and improve your diet and exercise more to burn off those calories, then you can keep weight off without starving yourself. And you'll also end up with lower inflammation, more energy, and reduce your risk of chronic disease. Reduce damage from diabetes to the blood vessels and nerves in your feet and your kidneys and your eyes and your sexual function and especially your heart. You'll dramatically reduce your risks of heart attacks and strokes. So insulin resistance doesn't happen overnight. When most of your diet is empty, empty calories and an abundance of quickly absorbed sugars, liquid sugars like fruit juice, soda, uh, beer, uh, any kind of sugary drink, Um, Those are the worst. Those are going to spike your blood sugar the fastest. And then the second worst are carbohydrates that turn into sugar almost immediately after you eat them, like bread, rice, potatoes, pasta. Um, And so your cells slowly become resistant. When you do this, it spikes your insulin. And then your cells eventually become resistant to insulin. Well, why would your cells become resistant to insulin? Does that even make sense? I mean, insulin is essential. Insulin escorts essential glucose into the cells of your brain, into your muscles, into your fat cells if you're not burning it. But insulin is essential. So why would your body become resistant to anything that's essential for life? Well, water is essential for life. Can you imagine your body becoming resistant to water? Well, what if someone sticks a garden hose in your mouth and turns it up on full blast? Your body would become resistant to that pretty quickly, right? So the only reason your body would become resistant to something that's essential for life is if you're doing something that's causing it to to produce too much. You know, your body becomes resistant to insulin. And, you know, when you read medical literature... On what causes diabetes, if you can look it up anywhere, Mayo Clinic website, Cleveland Clinic, good sources for information. It'll say, oh, diabetes is just caused by resistance to insulin. Your body just magically stops becoming sensitive to the effects of insulin. Well, that's, there's, there's no mystery behind that. When that happens, it's always, if you're type 2 diabetic, which is 90 plus percent of diabetics, type 1 diabetes is a whole separate Issue. It's a genetic condition, an autoimmune condition that usually starts in childhood. Um, but, you know, the, most diabetes is caused by just eating too much grains, starch, and sugar. If you stop eating too much grains, starch, and sugar, and exercise more when you are having any of those things, then you don't get diabetes, and you can reverse it if you get it. But if you wait too long, this becomes very difficult. The higher your insulin levels, the more your cells become resistant to insulin, which then causes your insulin levels to become higher, which then causes your body to become more resistant to insulin. And around it goes and your body starts to age and deteriorate. And insulin is one of the most important things that can lead to premature aging and heart disease and stroke and dementia. And cancer, all forms of cancer are worse if you have high blood sugar. And dementia is now being called type 3 diabetes because high blood sugar destroys cells in your brain. And unfortunately, most doctors just don't test this until you show up with signs of diabetes. You show up with increased thirst or increased urination or other, you know, classic signs of diabetes. So I recommend early testing, having your fasting insulin levels tested for almost anyone over age 50, definitely anyone with a family history of type 2 diabetes, anybody with central abdominal weight, in other other words, anyone who has a a fat gut, um, anybody with abnormal cholesterol, or any other risk factor for insulin resistance, even in children. So here's the other thing they don't tell you when they just put you on medication for diabetes it does nothing there's no it's not a cure it does not there's no drug that can restore the ability of your pancreas to produce insulin properly again there is no drug that can reverse insulin resistance all that sugar just gets shoved into fat cells so even when you're on the best medication available for diabetes the stress on your pancreas your kidneys your liver your heart your blood vessels and your nerves will continue until one day one of these organs or systems just can't take it anymore. So how do you how do you prevent this? Well most people just say most doctors will say eat less fat, exercise more, avoid sugar, and take these drugs. That's what they've been recommending to people for decades. How's that going? It's not going very well. Now one popular explanation is that maybe it's genetic. Maybe there are certain genes that make you predisposed to have diabetes. Well Genes take a long time to change, and the incidence of diabetes has been doubling in, in te- every 10 years. What changed in the last 10 years? The genes didn't. So all forms of carbohydrate cause excess insulin production every time you beat them. The worst ones break down into glucose faster, faster than your body can burn, burn them unless you're vigorously exercising. But all carbs eventually become glucose. So if you consume more than a modest amount on any given day, even whole grains and brown rice and beans can cause excess insulin production, overstimulate insulin receptors, and become fat. Even more egregiously, for years, for decades, the American Diabetes Association has been telling people their food pyramid up until very recently, the bottom of the food pyramid on the American Diabetes Association website, is breads, grains, and other starches. And in the text, it says, eat 55 to 60% servings of grains, beans, and starchy vegetables, basically more than any other food. Well, they have recently changed that, and now they have a plate method, and now they only recommend that you eat 25% grain, starch, and sugar. But that's still stupid advice. No diabetic should be eating 25% of their diet in starch and sugar. So why do they keep recommending this? Well, medical doctors, nutritionists learn in medical school that your brain requires a continuous supply of glucose to function. So therefore, you must eat some kind of food that's going to turn into glucose. No, you don't need to do that. Your body can convert protein into glucose. If your glucose levels are insufficient, your body can convert chicken or fish or nuts into glucose. And, of course, your body can also burn fat directly for energy. That's why it's much healthier to eat more protein and healthy fats and very little grain, starch, and sugar for anyone. And it's why diabetics should eat almost no grains, starch, and sugar. No one needs any grain, starch, or sugar to survive. Guess which part of your body is made from pancakes and waffles and cakes and cookies and soda and fruit juice. Zero parts of your body are made from any of those things. Zero cells in your body are manufactured from carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are just fuel. All of the cells of your body that you actually need nutrients to heal and repair are made of proteins and fats. So the structure of your body is mostly collagen, the structure of your bones and the, your skin and the scaffolding that your organs are made out of. Your hair and your nails, most of the structure of your body is made from protein. And your cell membranes down on the cellular level, your cell membranes are made from fats. Your steroid hormones, your sex hormones are made from fats. And then you need minerals to fuel all the reactions that heal and repair all of these tissues. And you need vitamins like vitamin C, vitamin D to make your immune system function, vitamin E, etc., but no one needs any grains, starch or sugar to survive. It's fine for most of us to eat some of those things, but diabetics should eat hardly any of them if they want to reverse or eliminate diabetes. Unfortunately, this is becoming, you know, has become much more popular now for 30 de- for 3 decades since the 70s up until a few years ago we were told to count calories, cut fat, eat low fat this, low fat that. Don't eat anything that says low fat on it. Don't buy low-fat yogurt. Get the full-fat Greek plain yogurt and put your own berries and nuts in it for flavor. Don't buy low-fat milk. The words low-fat on anything you see in the grocery store basically means high sugar. What do you think they substitute when they take the fat out of something to make it taste good? What do you think they put in instead? Sugar. So don't eat low-fat anything. Eat healthy fats like olive oil, avocados, nuts, seeds, Fish and healthy proteins, whatever kind you like. Most people know how to find healthy proteins. I've helped scores of diabetics over the years get off of medication and go back to just eating better food, exercise and taking a few supplements and very few supplements. There's not that many supplements that actually work well for diabetes. There's a lot of them that are on sale on offer, but um, it's basically just about reducing grain starch and sugar. And exercising a bit more. So, for example, the most recent bad diabetic I can think of off the top of my head is a man who's about 48 years old. His glucose, <clears throat> fasting glucose levels were running 300 to 400. His A1C was 12, which is really, both of those are really bad. And in four months, we got his glucose, fasting glucose levels back down to under 125 back into the pre-diabetic range and his A1C level down to seven point something. That is fantastic results. That is basically reversing diabetes completely in four months. Almost anyone can do that. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley. If you're feeling numbness and tingling in your feet, if you have persistent weight gain, if you already know that you have pre-diabetes, or if you know someone, you love someone, and you'd like to get them off of medications for diabetes, have them give me a call. I'd love to help you or someone you love reverse or eliminate diabetes. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right here back Friday at four o'clock next week. Have a fantastic weekend. You've been listening to Safe, Effective Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley. If you have a health question you want discussed on the show, email your health questions to Dr. Binkley at BinkleyHealingCenter.com. Take advantage of this opportunity to ask questions for yourself and for your loved ones, because our health matters. Join him next Friday at 4 p.m. for safe, effective natural solutions right here on 98.3 The Word, KDAR.